intro, then we'll go with the flow. Uh, so the black outtake, basically, well, first I'll start with what outtake is. Keenan, Robert, and I came up with the name black outtake because when you think about a movie or a film or a show, the, the parts of the film that were recorded but never see the light of day are called outtakes. It's the recording that no one watches, right? It was recorded, but you won't see it. And so when I thought through that, I realized that the black male experience is that outtake, right? We never get to have that proper platform where we can communicate on a level that truly displays our depth. I think we're always pigeonholed into a certain position when we are, we are vastly different, right? We are, we are multiples, right? And so a lot of times we get place in these boxes that we are we've always outgrown and so my whole idea for the black outtake is for us to get together and talk through concepts ideas the things that are ailing us and the things that we should do to unite ourselves and i think that today uh, what we're going to do is i'm just going to we're going to introduce ourselves explain why we're even participating in this and and i'll start with my reason for participating uh 2008 i moved to atlanta I, I, i left dallas I was looking for something, right? And, but I knew I wanted to start a platform, a, a YouTube channel for all black men. And I, I moved all my stuff and my, everybody in my family was like, you grew up in De- De- Texas, why are you going to Atlanta? But I, I, what I was told from Atlanta was that it was the black Mecca, right? And so in my mind, I was going to Atlanta and I was going to come off the plane and like brothers is going to be waiting for me in dashikis and just say, hey, brother, hey, let's get together. Right. And, and, and I thought it was going to be this welcoming crowd and like we was going to get together and talk through stuff. And, and, you know, I was heartbroken when I realized that, man, that is not what it is. Um, it was difficult to even get brothers together to even talk about stuff like this. And I understand why sometimes. Right. With black men, we. We have to protect our our financial status, right? And sometimes to keep our job, we got to keep our conversations limited. And there are things that we can't discuss out in the open. But what I experienced when my father passed was the the pandemic was worse than I thought that it ever was. And and the pandemic was black men are, 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 are dying faster and and harder than anyone is right now and if you look at the the numbers over the last three to four years we have been more affected by the pandemic than any other species right the black man has been affected by the COVID and the aftermath when you look at myocarditis it's it affects black males more than any male and so i i dove into that those analytics in on top of depression climbing at an all-time high uh, our unemployment skyrocketing. The black man is is seeing an experience that is is a lot more difficult than any other species here, and so that really forced me to dive into this, right? And so I don't have you know experience in this, right? This is just basically me bringing together brothers that I know, love, and don't know uh, to talk through some of this stuff, because I only have one perspective and, uh, and the idea is to get together with as many brothers as I can, so we can all understand each other better. And, and that's pretty much what the black outtake is about. And I want to thank Robert Keenan and Sensical for you guys, uh, joining me today. Uh, before I pass the mic to Sensical, I want to, I want to share a piece of my broken heart with you. I've been trying to organize this for nine months. Right. I've reached out to brothers mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and, and I'll tell you, half of them didn't even respond back. And, and, and it was it was heartbreaking for me at first, but then it wasn't 
right? Because I, I, I had to understand the, the environment, right? I had to realize that a lot of times you can't stop and talk through this without it affecting your spirit. And, and I know that a lot of times in order to continue to do great things, you have to focus on those great things. And it's hard to pull away and, and dive into topics like this. And, and so I appreciate you all being here. Um, it, it takes a lot of courage uh, and it takes a lot of heart and, and bravery to do this because we can all agree that the black male perspective is one that has always been diluted and intervened, right? It's always been interrupted and, and, and misused to my, in my experience. And so that's, that's, the, that's the basics of this experience and, and why I even put this together. And, and I'm telling you, Robert, you don't know Keenan, Key, you don't know Robert, and, and, and we, y'all don't know Sensical, but I'm telling you, this, this is an amazing group because I've spent time with each of you all, and I know what, what, it, what it's going to look like. Uh, yeah, just specific to your question, I'm, I, I wanted to do it because you, you asked. Um, that's simply you, I value you, and I want to support you. And I think that the, the conversations that we'll have will be dynamic and diverse. And um, I think the beauty in this type of a, of a platform is you get to learn other people's perspectives. And, I, and for me, it's, a, it's great to learn from other people's perspectives. Like, we don't all have to be the same, because I think that's a, a, a challenge with today's world, too, is that not all black people um black people are not a monolith that's good we are a diverse spectrum of people from different parts of the world right um as sensical said as a pan-african right i'm an african-american you know i was born in the united states right and so this this is the the land in which i know right but i've also learned that there is a bigger broader history and context that i am affiliated with and as I continue to go on my journey, I, I, I'm excited to learn more and more about that, that journey and definitely align with more brothers that want to see us progress. And so for me, why I'm here, you know, because I see you, I support you. I think we don't grow unless we have dynamic conversations with dynamic people, right? And, and understand their perspective. That's what draws to me community. A community doesn't always agree. Right. Community is made of different experiences, but a common belief. Right. And so I feel like what you're creating, you know, uh, with the black outtake is a conversation around a common belief that the black male experience is valid. It's valuable. And this is your way to give voice to it. So that's why. I'm here. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Is it on Reverend Keenan? <laughs> Are you a Reverend Keenan? <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> I'm just I don't let Laron in. Um, you know, everyone. It's interesting what you guys share. We have everyone has a perspective. Man, everyone's hey. you know, everyone has a different experience. Different experience. Experiences with this perspective, right? Right. Something's going on with the speaker system. I, I think this. Can you hear that? Is it better? Yeah, I heard it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So perspectives are built through the entrance of an experience and then the exit of that experience, right? Sometimes going in is one way, but when you come out, it's another way. Mm -hmm. I appreciate different conversations 
from different people because number one, I'm not in agreement when everybody's in agreement. If, if we all agreed on everything, that means that 99% of us would not be relevant to this world, right? So I don't have a problem embracing and listening to someone else's perspective or their ideas. I'm cool with that. Doesn't mean that I agree with it. But one thing I don't do is I never listen for what I want to debate. See, listening has an ear. And it, and sometimes we get so caught up in a paradigm paralysis of thinking that because it's our life and because it's the way we think, because it's what we see. We got to realize that there are billions of people on earth and there have been billions of people before us and there will be billions of people after us. And so because of that, we have to be able to open up our perspective of the world that's much bigger than what we think. It's much bigger than one person or two persons. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, the young man, I, I love the, the Pan-African, some of the thought processes. I love that. Some of it I disagree with because that's not how I am, right? Yeah. But it takes all of us to make the world work. Someone has to debate. Someone has to disagree. Someone, and in doing that, when it's me or it's you, my goal is to try and see something differently and then incorporate that into what I believe. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Incorporate that into my personality because my, my, my deal on America and my deal on, you know, being an African American, I have a totally different view on that. Right. Uh, there, there are two things. There's always a nationality and there's an ethnicity. And sometimes we confuse the two. Right. So you would, with me, I never confuse my ethnicity with my nationality, I'm 100% American. I don't, I can't be anything else because that's, that's my culture. That's my breed. That's my, that's all I know. Right now. That doesn't mean that I'm not interested in something else, but when I have to say that that's who I am, that is who I am. What I can't be anything else This is where I was raised, born, bred. I learned uh, trials, tribulations, all these obstacles that I've had to face and adversarial advance have been right here. So I can't, I don't know anything about anything else, right? Now, when it goes to the ethnicity, there is an interesting part there that I always research and I see I got caught up with that to where I see it the way other people see it, right? I don't see a people as being even. I see that there are systems that are even. I see that there are persons that drive their evilness into a system with vulnerable people and then take advantage of that. Does that make sense? But makes for sense. me to say that, that all of what color is evil, then I would be telling God he didn't know what he was doing. Okay. Um, the other, the um, other perspective is this. Um, after this. Yeah. Yeah. You next, you next. Yeah. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm, I'm done after this. The other perspective is this, that I always look at. There would never be, David would have never become king if there wasn't a giant for him to kill. So instead of us embracing the challenge, sometimes we become that we become victims or we feel sorry mm -hmm. for ourselves. So I have to learn. I've had to learn through guys like David, unfortunately, and guys like Benjamin Banneker, Frederick Douglass, Wentworth Cheswell. I've learned from these guys that I want to embrace that challenge. Because if I can embrace the challenge and win, then God gets the glory. 
and I get stronger and I elevate to the protocol by which I've been seeing in my dreams, right? But there's never, there will, ne you will, you can never become the king that you say you want to be until you defeat the giant. You got to defeat the giant. But we as black people, we always crying about the giant. Oh, this man, this, this white man, this is the person doing it. Man, freaking learn how to cut his head off. Let's learn how to cut the head off of the giant and not complain about the giant. My promotion is sitting on the other side of the giant. That's where my promotion is. My throne is on the other side of him. If I can cut his head off, which means this, I can stop him from talking now. Because it's his talking that's intimidating. It's not his action. I love we'll, it. We'll get in there later. I, I don't want to get going. Before Laron kick in, I want to introduce Laron. I met Laron on, on LinkedIn, uh, and he he dropped his – he's a writer. Uh, he's a two-time TEDxer, and he's a two-time author. Uh, the dude is, 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 is amazing. And so I, he, he put a piece up one day, and you know how you can read fluff and you can read uh, paper that's been written for attention, but his stuff cuts you deep because it's real. Uh, and Laurent, I'll let you take the mic. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that, Lee. Uh, Robert Keenan, very, very nice to meet you, gentlemen. I apologize for running late. Um, here's the, the so you know here's here's the thing, right? Um, I'm a black man in America, specifically ADOS, American descendant of slavery. Um, I'm a victim of racism. I don't feel like that, that makes me any less powerful. I see. I live in the I, I live in the the realm of realism. Right. And so since I'm a victim of racism, I think that um, and I, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying this to slight anything you said, Keenan, because, again, I, I came in at the uh, bottom half of it. Uh, thank you for your contribution. I think that by, you know, realizing and 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 pointing point to the problem, excuse me, uh, I think that's a real thing. Um, I think racism, white supremacy, anti-blackness anti has has uh, has crippled black people. You know, I, I think that you have some black folks that don't want to name it, that don't want to acknowledge racism, white supremacy. They would they would rather con uh, con conform. They would rather say, oh, you know, it, it's it's everything. But and I'm like, no, let's just let's just truly name it for what for what it is. We're. We're living in a world that has systemically stripped black folks of damn near everything from our language to our culture, to our customs, to uh, to our possibly our faith, to um, to the way that we in to way that we interact with people, you know, not only our our people, but people throughout the world. And so every day black people exist in a place that does not like us at best, at worst, wants to destroy us. So you, where, where do you live, Laron? Um, so where, where are you from? Um, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm from the, uh, I'm from the ghetto. About, uh, about, about. Well, we all from the ghetto. So, um, you know, what? Uh, um, I, I never. Uh, um, um, I'm sorry, Keenan. Um, I never assume that. I don't. Uh, I don't know where you're from. You could be from Beverly Hills, brother. No, I don't, we're we're I don't not know. all from the ghetto. I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I, I've been to every Martin Luther King Boulevard in the United States of America on purpose. Right. Okay. And I was born in the hood, right? Okay. And I went to school in the neighborhood. And I've been from the ghetto to the White House. I get it. I understand that. But keep going. Because there's a few things that we could debate on that. I like that. I like that. Keep well, talking to all me. All right. So um, so what I'm saying is uh, 
is is that I don't so I, I, I don't disparage black folks for trying to survive in a, in, in America any any way that they choose to, right? Because you know, you got some black folks like say that lean towards right who are Trumpers. You you got some black folks who are just like, let's just uh let's just all get get along. We got some black folks that are quote unquote post racial, whatever that means. And, you know, we have black folks such as myself who are not afraid of, of calling out racism, white supremacy, anti-blackness. You know, I, I don't begrudge people for, I'm sorry, I don't begrudge black black people for how they choose to survive in this, uh, in this world because we all live under a system of, of racism, white supremacy that, that is an everyday reminder that we were once owned, our folks were, were bought, were, shipped here were, were were raped maimed killed and destroyed so by realizing that I, I believe that that is the first step to a sort of moving forward when, i mean you, what i'm saying say realize that what do you mean by that Laurent? i'm well i so mean just uh, uh so so keenan what i mean by realizing that is 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 that let's point out the system that's uh that's excuse me but that's fucking with us let's point it out let's not be afraid let's Let's not say, oh, you know, it's not all, or, you know, yeah, you know, um, well, we're where we are. We are our worst enemy and all that foolishness. No, man, let's just call it out, man. I'm, I mean, yo, let's, let's stop trying to step around the problem and let's call out racism for what it is. That's what I'm, that's what well, I'm saying. I mean, as far as racism is concerned, it's racism all over the world. And of course, America has been racist. America's just like our parents. My parents made a lot of mistakes raising me, right? Racism what is not out. a mistake, Keenan. Sorry. No, no, I'm not saying that racism itself is a mistake. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you is this. I don't believe that racism is as prominent as you speak on it about. And this is why I say that. Okay. Because I don't have a problem moving in any arena that I want to move in. Right. And I don't okay. have a problem calling something like it is because that's how Keenan rolls. But everybody knows that. I call black, black, white, black, green, green, and I'm I'm ne I'm unapologetic about that. But my perspective on if I sit back and say that racism is always prevalent, then to me I'm probably focusing on the wrong thing. Because that's okay. it hasn't held me back. There are racist uh, people. There's there's black folks that are racist. That there's, is not there's, true. Uh, there's a lot of black people that are racist. There's Hispanic people that are racist. There's there's people in Africa that are racist. Racism um, is everywhere. Okay. The soul is um, the ability me... to achieve, to overcome, oh, okay. to be successful, right? I can't change what happened the way we got here or the way that right. my forefathers got here. I can't change history, but I can write my future. Okay. Uh, I decided hey, to write my future from a different perspective. You know what? Um, I heard a quote from i've heard a quote from a tv show where it went my history is a is not my destiny so so like that i i that came into my came into my head w mm -hmm. uh, when you said what you said here's the here's the thing keenan right so i'm not an individual i'm a part of a community right so just because say laron barton can do can do x y and z that that don't mean nathan you know one one exception does does not defeat the rule the fact of the matter is it is is like 
look, all right, let's just look at it this way, right? So I did a talk at Oxford about how tech can help the formerly incarcerated. So, um, you know, I'm a numbers guy, right? You know, when we talk about racism, I'm all about the data. So about 650,000 people each year are released from some, from some form of prison. And I'm only dealing with the United States here, right? So you say racism, racism is not that big of a deal. Okay, I 100% disagree with that. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. um, there's about roughly about 780,000 black people, I'm sorry, black men that are incarcerated in the United States today. That, out of that have number- Have you ever been incarcerated? Uh, yes, I, uh, uh, I've been in jail. Yes, sir. Yes, I have. Not, have you ever not been incarcerated? That. I didn't say jail. No, no, no I have okay. not. So go ahead on this. Uh, and, it's, uh, and it's only uh, only because of God's grace and love. Just uh, just keep real with you. So there's so there's 2.1 million people incarcerated in um in in America throughout uh throughout throughout all races. However, 780 thousand of those people are black men, not black women, not black trans people, black men. Period. So mm -hmm. that so yes. that leads me to believe that it's not we're uh, we're not doing it's not a personal choice here it's a systemic effort so that means that the united states is supremely racist specifically towards black men now just looking at that number alone that means that that racism is more prevalent listen we could sit up here and and say hey and say hey you know what i made it i'm you know you know what i mean i did the right thing look man we're all we're all very intelligent black black men on this panel but again we are such a small number of what is going on in america and it's not because of black folks who uh, it's not because we're lazy it's not because we're incompetent it's not because we just don't want to it's because of racism, white supremacy. I'll give you, I'll give you another number, right? Again, big on numbers, man. So yeah, the average system made seventy-four uh, billion dollars last year. Exactly. They made seventy-four billion dollars. So, the prison system is the only, and the one and only at the top. Okay, it is the has the most profit margin than any other company in America. You know why? Because it's self-sufficient. Because it's self-sufficient. And this and is why it's specifically it's why targeted black men. Let me finish. Look, let, me, let me finish. I can okay. only speak for okay. you from where I've been because I did seven years right. in there. Okay, so I can fantastic. speak from internal. I can speak internally right. and I can speak of what it looks like externally. Right. I know okay. the entrance of that and I know the exit of that. So that's why I'm sharing this with you. In saying that, in doing that seven. The prison system is self-sufficient and the government or we as taxpayers pay about $2,500 a month per inmate for them to go right. to prison. It's actually cheaper to send a man to Harvard than it is to send him to prison. The numbers prove it, right? It's $2,500 to send him there a month, which is very, very sad because 75% of the men that are in prison are in there because of a mental illness. It's a mental illness. It's, that's why mental awareness is very, very important right now, right? That's not exactly so, true, Keenan. You know, Right. Right. That's uh, that's not exactly true, man. Like these look. are real. These are real numbers. These are real numbers. I work on reentry programs all around the country, so I'm in Brother, prisons. I, I'm doing six, matter of fact, I'm going to six prisons next month. I'll be at six prisons okay. next month. In thirty days, I'll be doing six prisons. I'll speak to over okay. forty, almost forty thousand inmates. 
So just let me finish. Uh, you finish. So let me finish. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We talked about I my mean, subject, so I want to talk finished, about. Though, but... I, I wasn't finished. So we're talking though, about the subject that I know. Now, in Le, doing LeBron that, the round wasn't finished though. <laughs> no, you know what, uh, Lee? It's all uh, uh, it's all good. This is all that I'm saying, right? And you know, when we have these large numbers, look, there's look, there's more black men in prison than uh, than there are women incarcerated all uh, around, um, around the world. That includes that that includes the UK. That that includes China. That includes India. That 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 includes America. So mm -hmm. these are not personal de decisions, man. This is a systemic issue. This is why I say racism is 100% real, right? My, mine was Look, personal. Keenan, uh, okay, all right. I made, I made uh, a lot of conscious okay. decisions, but, but I know a lot of, listen, systemic suppression is very real, brother. Let's, let's, get, let's be clear about that. If, so it, were not a if it were not a reality, then President Trump would not have signed a Second Chance Act and attacked the criminal justice system and said on national television that black people have been treated badly by the criminal justice system. It is the truth. I agree with you 100%. Okay, good. I'm not in disagreement with you. I'm just sharing some internal, I wanna share some internal things with you because there's still a responsibility that we have 100%. to even get caught up in the system. 100%. You don't have to work on the system when you don't get caught up in it. But I mean, but uh, but that's more that's more easier said than done. You, uh, uh, you and I know this that you don't have to uh, you don't have to you don't have to commit a crime to be convicted of a of of a crime, right? Right, right or wrong. You know, no. we have black men. You just have, have to prove our, that you're innocent. Sometimes they don't have and, enough money to do that, and I get that too. And, and how has that been working out for us? We got listen. We got black men that that are pulled over and that are shot without uh, without any kind of due process without without committing any crime just because they were just because they were black george floyd was uh he was he was lynched we saw that alton sterling Walt, uh, uh walter scott run, uh, running away from police shot in the back mike brown killed like so you say we don't have to put ourselves in these positions okay cool one of the uh listen one of the most important questions i was asked and and i'll, and I'll never forget this question the, this this woman asked me laron when is white supremacy in and personal responsibility begin and i still cannot figure out uh the answer to that question so keenan i appreciate your uh your uh your advocacy i get it man over listen as um, as far as who's incarcerated, over eighty percent of those incarcerated are due to drug or are due to some type of drug uh, drug related offense. That that means possession. That means selling. That uh, that means you know committing a crime due to drugs. So the prison industrial complex is the way it is due to drugs, due to the war on drugs. And going back to your point about mental illness people self-medicate family i'm in i'm in san francisco now you go down to the tl you see folks self-medicating all day every day sure of course but but, uh, but i mean like i guess like i take umbrage when you say it's not as big as we make it out to be because i can make it fam that's the great thing that's, about that's, white not, that's not that's, that's not let, let me let me let me share something with you so and the thing is, is that if you don't know my heart, I think I could say something and it could sound some way. But if you know my heart, 
then you would know different. Because number one, I believe that we all have the opportunity to be successful. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, or Hispanic in America. We all have that opportunity. Has there been injustice? Come on, man. If I say that there hadn't been injustice, that'd be dumb. If I say that police officers haven't done dumb stuff, that would be dumb. Of course they have. We've seen it. It has happened long before there was a television or a camera or a, a cell phone filming someone. This has been going on for years, right? But does that mean all of them are bad? Of course it doesn't, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Ab all of them are not bad. I have tons of friends that are police officers. I would never say that. I have so, tons of friends. Matter of fact, matter so, of fact, the detective who sent me to prison is one of my best friends, and we've been best friends for 19 years. He so and I go to prison so together next month. So if these so-called cops are, are, are good cops, how come they not snitching out the bad cops then? A lot of them are doing that now because they had an internal agreement. They were getting hurt. They call it whistleblowers, right? Right. They're called whistleblowers. That's what you do, right? So, so now, so now, you have a lot more accountability because they're coming forth and saying, "You know what? This is wrong. It doesn't matter if you're a cop." It doesn't matter if you're on the team. If you do wrong, you're wrong. If you commit a crime, I don't care if you got a badge or you sit behind the bench with a robe on. If you commit a crime, you just committed a crime. I'm not debating with you that they're not bad police officers, but there are good police officers, right? There are bad judges. I know a ton of them, but I also know a lot of good judges. Some of That's which like I put in the office. Some of which That's I like put it. in the office. Some of which I help get in the office. That brings you know, balance uh, to society. You know what, Lee, Robert, uh, Keenan, and uh, and Sensical, um, me finding a good cop is like finding a needle in a haystack. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, you like yo know, like um, and I'm from the country. I've I've been in haystacks. I think you've that's been in the real, wrong spots, then, brother. That's a really hard. I see hard good ones all the time. <laughs> I see good ones all the time. I'm I'm gonna jump in. I'm a, and maybe I'm I'm here. But this is what I'm hearing, Keenan. I, I I know exactly what you mean by when you say you can't allow your situation to consume you or you will always be the victim and you can never push forward. You'll always be I, consumed. 100%. But what Laron is saying is that there are brothers that are, have an understanding that is below yours because the environment won't allow them. They have to know who the enemy is so they can know who they can fight. Right. And if we sit on this podcast but, and we tell them that, man, racism ain't real. It ain't it ain't as big as you think. We'd be lying because the analytics. I can say something here for just a moment here. It's not as big as everyone's trying to make it to be. Well, well I, I disagree. I'm not racist. Look at the you, But the, you, you're, you're a small percentage of the full experience. Think, let's think of this. And I know but, you but spent I think, time. But, but Lee, also, also what we focus on is what we find. Remember that. Yeah. Remember yeah. That. Wait, 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 wait. Can I can I just Lee, add something? Would you tell, this is very uh, interesting uh, dialogue. And Sensical and I are just uh, spectators and observers. That, uh, that, uh, that I think shit, a couple things here, well, right? I think this sexism, is interesting dialogue. It, it definitely uh, is a different uh, path uh, than uh, I thought would we would be going because I haven't heard the uplifting of black men. I haven't heard the discussion about how we bridge the perspective of Laron and Keenan. Now, listen, I, I think yeah. I'm in the middle. I think I'm somewhere where I absolutely know that racist, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> racism is inherent in a lot of our structures. Our, our country, even white Americans have acknowledged that yeah. racism uh, is what built our country. Yeah. Any country that is built on the, the free labor of a people and then want to tell yeah. those people that that was doing them a service, right? They benefited from it is inherently racist. 
right? We know we live in an organi- in a in a world where sexism is real. Women are subjugated to men every single day on the streets, in the boardroom, wherever, right? So I I I do want to say from my perspective is if I make it full circle, I do the work that I do around diversity, equity and inclusion because of race because racism exists, because there are people who one, have not interacted, cohabitated, experienced the cultures of other people so they don't know how to interact, communicate, right? Yeah. Man, that's good. Yes, no, that's good right there, Robert. You just made a valid point. You just made a point so no, he valid. No, no, listen, you just made something so valid. When you said that people don't understand how to intermingle with other cultures, I go back to when, when I was growing up in the hood, okay, where I lived was in the hood, and to the left of the gang mm-hmm. members, to the right were the dope dealers, right? Right. But there were four streets in my community that were bust because the busing system was going on in the early 70s. But you are an anomaly because in 1973, most white, they started busing they, they those don't four bus, streets wait, wait, wait. They don't to the neighborhood, white to Arlington into black schools. communities. So to go I grew up with all blacks, <laughs> but I went to school with 95% whites. Yeah. Now, that allowed me to be yeah. able to understand both cultures. I get no, Very. I get that. I get no, listen, listen. But Keenan, I think, yeah. point, I think the point is you oh, were well, it not was out of hundreds of It was necessary thousands, back then. Well, come on, right? man, we're coming out of racism that and had slavery and, and the and exposure, so it was the education, the and the experience My point to is navigate. This. It made a difference when I learned how to Who? move in I'm other cultures. No, no, no. I'm listening to Robert Johnson. I understand the language. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the foundation. Mm -hmm. Exposure. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Robert. You've been listening to Robert, haven't you? Yes. You've been listening to Robert Smith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The knowledge, right? No, 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 no. So, so, no, no. You just, so those things you just said, education, that's the foundation. Access to information. Right? Then you have to have access to capital. You have to have access to a mentor. And then you have to have the access to the know-how. I tell people, a lot of people in the hood, a lot of blacks are still suffering. And this is what I deal with in white America. They say, oh, everybody's got choices. I say, wait, stop. No, 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 no. No, they don't know that. You can't, you don't know your choices to a restaurant. You know it's a steak restaurant. You don't know what your choices are until someone hands you the menu. 100%. 100%. You don't know what your sides are. And so a lot of people haven't been handed the menu. So again, the key is education, yep. informa- access to information, access to capital, access to mentorship, and access to know how to be successful. Those things have been cut off and have were closed off oh, of yeah. the black community for a long, long time. And because, because of racism. Of it, Poverty breeds crime. Poverty breeds situations. 
the highest the highest crime rate in every city is gonna blow you away. You know where it's at? Of all places. The highest crime rate is with the homeless. Because poverty breeds crime. Now, we've always read in the Bible, it says that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it. I got a new proverb that I wrote. I say the lack of it is as well. Right? The lack of money is also the root of it. So, yes, I understand that I'm different. I was blessed to be different. But it wasn't for me. That's why I spend as much of my time as I can teaching people on education, the importance of it, teaching them about access, teaching on financial literacy, right? Going into the underutilized communities and bringing the gift that God gave me to them so that they eyes can be open and they can begin to, we're teaching people on credit right now. They have no idea. Everybody's chasing to get a bunch of money and they'll never get, in America, you got to have a lot of money, you have a lot of credit, Right? So now I'm going into communities, in the high schools, and we're teaching them about financial literacy, credit cards. That's I awesome, threw my man. debit. I just, I just taught a group of students. I threw my debit cards away. You know why I threw all the debit cards away? Why would I use my debit card when I have a credit card that pays me three to five percent cash back every single month? So I use my credit card. I pay it off at the end of the month. Don't get hit with interest. And it gives me three to 5% back of the money that I just spent. Little small things like that, we didn't have access to. But us sitting here that have had that access now, we have an obligation. We have a responsibility to go to these communities, to go to these people and pour into them and say, hey, look, there's a better life. I can show you how to live that life. And if they listen, it works. If they don't, you can't. I slightly it. disagree because if it but wasn't about. That, listen, we can't, I can't do anything about what my great, great grandparents or the great, great grandparents of my white friends with their own. First of all, slavery wasn't about color. Anyway. It was about economical empowerment. United States don't receive 3.3%, 3.7% of the slave trade. Portugal and South America receive 57%. Black folks just so happened to be the people that were enslaved and uh, and yes, still no, no, yes, the yes, no, yes, I, I agree like, with you um, on that. My point is though, um, it was about economical empowerment because slavery was all over the okay. world. Right. Uh, go to uh, England. Uh, go to England. Right. Go to, yeah. go to South. Go to South America. Have you ever been to Brazil? I've been there, man. Have you ever been no, to Brazil? I've not been to Brazil yet. Oh yeah, not yet. My ex-wife no. is from Sao Paulo, Brazil. It blew me away when I went to Brazil. You know what blew me away? There were so many black people in Brazil. Right. And I wanted to know why there were so many black people. And then I found out it was because they received such a high percentage of the slave trade. Tenen, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, man. Like, well, uh, and I'm going to shoot myself, um, shoot myself in a, in a foot with this, man. But what are your thoughts on reparations? I'm just curious. I mean, are you asking me that question for a debate? Are you asking me that question because you really want to know the truth? I truly want to know. I, tr I truly want to know what, what you're saying right now. No, uh, uh, no, uh, no. Listen, Keenan. I think that we've dominated a lot of this time. I'm, you know, um, I, uh, I want to hear from Sensical and more from Robert. But I'm just very, I'm just very interested. Let me tell what you my thoughts on, on reparations. Please. I don't need reparations because God taught me preparation. You don't have to okay. give me anything. Right. I have to Thank myself. You. That's all I want to know. All right. I, I don't need the government to give me anything. I made millions of dollars myself. Okay. I don't I don't right. I can't depend on someone else. If I wake up, Lee, you made a statement earlier. You said, Let me tell you something, brother. One day they kicked me out of prison with fifty dollars and a bus ticket. 
Right. You want to have the audacity to talk to me about a reparation? They kicked me out with $50 and a bus ticket after coming off of being on crack cocaine for seven years and being homeless for four years, being shot six times and in and out of jail over 45 times, then going to prison for seven years. Don't tell me about adversity. Don't even think about telling me how hard it is. They gave me $50 and a bus ticket. In the first year out of prison from 98 to 99, I made $120,000. You know why? Because I decided nobody had to give me anything. I'm going to go get it for myself. You don't okay. owe me anything. I owe it to myself to be successful. I, I owe it to that. myself to be successful. Okay. Ken and I respect that. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's turn a corner. Uh, I, and, and I think we, we end that segment with this is why these conversations are important. Right. I, I'm not saying that Keenan is wrong. I'm not saying Laron is wrong or Robert, myself, or Sensical are wrong. We've experienced different experiences here. We have different experiences. And, and, and if we don't share them with each other, then we can't water our garden. Right. And and I think that our experiences help us understand that we are we are we are completely different in some aspects. Uh, but I think we can definitely agree on this one thing. Mm -hmm. The 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 cards are stacked against black males more than any other species on this planet. We can call it whatever it is, but we know it's systemic, right? We, so we, we you, you can, you, yes, I love that. And, and Kenyon, the reason why I love your perspective is I'm kill you're, out here, you're out I'm here doing the work. You, you're out here doing the work, right? I think that where myself and maybe Laurent can kind of, we kind of get sideways. And I mean, sideways in a, in a misunderstanding is the way that you interpret what your heart is saying, right? Because I know you, I know you're doing the work. So I know that you don't, you don't, like you said earlier, if someone doesn't know your heart, sometimes they can misinterpret their words. And, and I agree with that. It I know you got to because I still do what I do. And that's why, and that's, I don't and that's why you want to be okay with what I do. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> that's why we're here. And, 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 and like Leron and Robert said, and Sensical, I, I'm going to let you take the mic after this. Uh, what can yeah, we I do? I Sensical. He's over there in Africa. I like that. I want to hear his perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and matter of fact, since I'll let you take the mic because you had some very, uh, you did a, a, an Instagram reel on why hip hop has been dangerous for us. And, and, I, and if you can go into that a little bit and then we can, we'll circle back. Well, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, let me say this about hip hop. Uh, hip hop is not the biggest problem in the black community, but it's, it is a, it is a, contributing factor. You see, the thing about hip hop is that I just don't understand how we have been here for 50 years and hip hop doesn't have a union. Hip hop doesn't, uh, we don't own it a hundred percent and hip hop artists have never really converged and asked themselves, how can this culture be of benefit, uh, for the, black community and and, and 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 when you look at hip-hop and i was and actually i was talking to lee earlier on this day and i was telling him that if you're blessed you can have a five or ten year career if you're super blessed you can have a 15 to 20 year career in the game and and and, and after that what happens we've seen rappers go broke we've seen them i mean i I really felt bad when I saw uh, Black Rob, uh, of course, rest in peace. He that? was sick. Who was I that? mean, w w 
uh, uh, Black Rob, he was in uh, Bad Boy. He's a famous uh, rapper. He was in Bad Boy. Oh, old school rap, yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, he was. He, he, oh, he passed that, away. Hey, got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, so when I saw him, and when he was, uh, you know, when he was saying he's homeless, when he was sick, I was like, is this the same guy who made Whoa? And I was like, <laughs> and so when I thought about it, I was like, this is what a hip hop union should do. A hip hop union will be able to organize hip hop's money so that when after, because, you know, let's be honest, nobody can be hot forever. You can either have a 5, 10, 15, or at most 20 year career. And after that 20 year career, what are you going to do? So that's, so that's where the hip hop union comes in. It comes in where. You, at that time, you'll have saved your money in the union. You'll go out with a pension scheme. You'll go out with a, with a, you'll retire in peace. And it'll cover your health costs and everything after you retire. And even in the course of your career. And then number two, unions protect artists from shady record labels and shady DSPs. You mean to tell me that, I mean, we all listen to hip hop. I mean, I assume, huh? <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah. we, we have heard. You're asking me if I listen. We have heard a lot. Just mention it, yeah. Well, just mention it, yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. We all know. We all know about uh, rappers going broke and uh, rappers being stifled and being stolen from uh, by record labels, and this has been happening for a very long time. So you mean to tell me that for all those years that hip-hop has been robbed by record labels we don't have a union like nobody has ever thought about whoa this is too much let's now build a union so that we can protect ourselves from record labels and then now because me i'm independent i'm under streaming platforms okay streaming platforms like spotify are paying people 0.003 to 0.005 dollars a stream and you mean to tell me that we don't have a union to 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 challenge Spotify, YouTube, Tidal, all these streaming platforms on paying people pennies to a dollar a stream? And people were going at me in the comments because I, because I was saying there's no need to sell. And I still sh share the same sentiment till this day. I absolutely do not see the point of celebrating, and, and this is coming from a hip-hop artist, I don't see the point of celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, 50 um, years of hip-hop, yet, 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 yet in 50 years we haven't built a union. All these years we've been stifled by white... Where are you from, man? Oh, yeah, I'm from Kenya. I'm from Kenya. Okay, so, all right. Um, yeah. I think so i think you made some valid points i also think that you know and i mean no disrespect by saying this hip-hop that's this is a black american art art form so i, I feel kind of i mean i'm gonna keep it look i'm gonna keep it all the way live wait uh, hold on, uh hold on. wait uh hold on. let me just hold on i feel a little yeah. funny by having someone who's not ados kind of criticizing a black american art form i'm like it just don't i mean some of your critiques are okay, but but hip hop has changed the world. Why will we not celebrate it? I mean, hip hop has made more well, black we than probably anything. 
Well, it, uh, uh, first of all, let me say this. As a Pan-African, I don't believe in ADOS. I don't believe in FBA. I believe that we are all one people. The problem is that we always want to group ourselves. We always want to perform this sort of tribalism that I'm a continental African. I'm an FBA. I'm an African European. Uh, listen, we, we, can call, we can group ourselves, but at the end of the day, we came from the continent. At the end of the day, we are brothers and sisters. And at the end of the day, we have one enemy who will always keep us divided and who will always keep us down. And one thing I, 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 I always tell African, and I always tell African diasporans, and even, us, and even Africans here in the continent, I always tell them this. You think that in the quest of uh, defeating white supremacy, do you think we'll defeat white supremacy when we are fighting it from a divided standpoint? Like, you think you'll defeat white supremacy when, when African-Americans are fighting on their own, when Africans in Europe are fighting on their own, when Africans in South America are fighting on their own, and Aboriginals in Australia are fighting on their own, and, and Africans are fighting on their own. We will never reach, and that's why 400 years later, we are still in the same place when it comes to disunity, when it comes to us being under all the other races is because we are all fighting from a divided standpoint. And so for me as a Pan-African, I believe that when we fight from a united standpoint, us as, us as the black race, we will be able to defeat all odds. And so back to your point, when it comes to hip hop, people who don't know this, uh, Africa Bambata won a writing contest who's one of the pioneers, he won a writing contest and uh, the prize was him going to going for a trip to Africa. When he when he went to South Africa, he was greatly inspired by the by the Zulu tribe in uh, South Africa. He came back to America and uh, ended his gang affiliations, changed his whole life and became and formed the Zulu nation, a positive black group. The Zulu nation is one of the of the of the of the uh, groups that laid the foundation of hip hop. So if Africa Bambata didn't even go to Africa, and if he didn't get that that fundamental uh, 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 aspect, and if he didn't get that inspiration, would we have hip hop today? So back to your point, Africa has a role when it comes to hip hop. Not only because Africa Bambata went to South Africa and then got the inspiration from the Zulu nation, which, which really, really formed, uh, which really played a huge role in forming hip hop. But uh, 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 Cool Huck, Africa Bambata, Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Cars, and all these pioneers, as long as you're black, you're an African. So hip hop is an African culture. And by African culture, I mean the whole global black race. So I don't play that tribalism thing or that, uh, no, 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 no. We are all Africans, whether you like it or not. Laron, you want to you wanna say your piece and then we can wrap it up. I'll uh, give each one of y'all a piece to as we um, close out. I could have swore since, I mean, well, first off, since go, thank you very much. Uh, when, when I asked where you're from, you didn't say Africa, you, you said Kenya. 
So, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, that's kind of like segregating. I'm, I mean, that's kind of like segmenting, you yeah, know, with, uh, you know, yourself. But I mean, though, but like, you know, here's the thing, you know, Keenan, um, I love what he said uh, when he was like, Kenya is in Africa. No, no, like, um, I understand that. But in Africa, you have people that are, that, that are saying, I'm not Eritrean. I'm from, uh, um, I'm from Nairobi. Um, I'm South African. Um, I'm um, uh, I'm from Niger. Yo, like there, there's a lot of segment. But when, but when myself, you know, ADOS black man, when he says, well, you know what, I'm ADOS is is a problem. Keenan made a great point when he said there's a difference between ethnicity and national and nationality. I'm yeah. listen. Uh, uh, listen, I'm not a. Listen, I appreciate Pan-Africanism. I think it's uh I think it's a great concept, but at the end of the day, I'm an American descendant of uh, of slavery. That's who I am. That's shaped my experience. I don't know any any right. anything outside of of that. That's how I move and groove in America. So uh, um and not only that, but within the entire world. Well, so you know, that's all that I'll say. Let me ask you a question, Laron. Laron, uh let me ask you a question. Where did your ancestors come from? Um, sir, my, uh, my ancestors were bought by a man named Barton. I was able to trace my lineage, uh, back, uh, back to but where, that. But where do they come from? Where do they come from? Which country I, do I, they come from? Well, I mean, I'm black. So, uh, so like, well, I mean, everyone, you like, listen, every road leads, leads, leads back to Africa. Yeah. I don't think that that's debatable. Right. How, 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 however, my exactly. culture, my lineage, however, my culture, my lineage is ADOS. It's American. It's American descendant of slavery. Period. Like we, that's, that's all we can be. We don't, we can't, exactly. it's not, listen, Thank you. it's not, to, it's not to offend anyone from Africa. Yeah. But I'm not African. I mean, I'm an American. I, I, right. I'm born and raised here in America. I don't know the African culture. I have an American culture. So I'm not fighting trying to be an African when I'm an American. That's why we have the Constitution. We believe in our Constitution. We're fighting to make this, our country, more equal, better for everyone, right? Oh, but you well, Keenan, cool. I, uh, I don't knock that. I'm not no, Kenan, being African. Wait, wait Keenan, so I'm well, straight American, but I well, appreciate Kenan, Africa because well, it's the motherland. That's yeah. the motherland. Well, Keenan. Keenan, you believe in the Constitution, right? Of course, we have a two hundred. We have a two hundred four-year-old Constitution. How could I not? Two hundred thirty-four. Well, yeah, the same Constitution in the entire world. The same. Other countries. The same Constitution that. That's why they're so inconsistent. But go ahead. The same, yeah, the same Constitution that was was written by slave masters. I can't change that. The same Constitution that. I can't change the same. The no, no, but you said you believe in it. How can you, how can a black man, because and, the and I'm just coming from anything a, about slavery being okay. Like, the constitution was about everyone in the well, world and the right to pursue I, life, liberty, and happiness. You need to read it for yourself. But the constitution was written by slave masters during can, can the I, time they were owning slaves. And the North, constitution, North Africa has more slaves than anyone in the world right now. They got more whites. Well, than let me ask you a question. On, the man. same constitution that 
that wait, 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 wait. The same consistency than anyone in the world. The same. The same. Are you kidding me right now? The same. Wait a second. Just, just wait. The same constitution that uh, says black people are three fifths of a human being. That is not what it says. That's the same constitution that you says. It does not say that. That's what you call listening to what grandma told you and she didn't know what she was talking about. It does not say anything like that. When it talks about three-fifths of a it's talked back then the Democratic Party, the Deep South, considered blacks as property. What they were after were they were mm -hmm. after congressional seats. Because the more people you have, the more you have to create a congressional seat in Congress. Right? So mm -hmm. The Republican Party said, no, 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 no. Number one, we're going to time. change the Constitution so I don't even know if that saying, was factored into the, to the thought you process. have a right to pursue life, liberty, and property. But because they, the South was considering slaves property, they changed it to now we have a right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. Yeah. The two-thirds came from this. You cannot count all right. of your slaves right. as individuals so that you, because if you got a thousand slaves now, all of a sudden, you got a thousand votes to win a congressional seat. They were trying to take advantage of that. They said, no, you can't do that. It, no, 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 stop. But first of all, you got to understand something. Every state was not, every state was not banned to vote. What I'm telling you is that they were using those heads as property that would constitute a congressional seat. Okay. He didn't ever read. Matter of fact, someone said something about Barton. Who mentioned Barton? Right here, Laron. Laron, yeah. You get a chance, Google David Barton on black history. He's a white man. He has more education on black history than you could ever imagine. He blows me away. I've been knowing David for years. Anyway, it was not talking about a black man being two-thirds of a human. That is not what the Constitution says at all. It had to do with congressional votes. I That's agree. all it had to do with it. It had to do with people. Keenan. But you cannot, but, but, uh, but, but, okay, let me just close by saying that I think what I'm trying to say is this. We need to form a connection with yeah. uh, Africans here in the continent yes. and Africans in the motherland. So you guys don't even like it, us it, over it, here. Most, a lot of Africans don't even like us. Well, well, that's the that's systemic. Well, though. when they're brought here, they're that's not that. me. That's okay, real talk. That's not real not, talk. We could talk about that. I totally agree with that. Keenan, I'm not saying that. Keenan, you cannot. You wait, 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 Lerone. Listen, I understand there's a disconnection, but that's not me. Like I, I, I said, I'm a pan African. I agree with you. I, 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 what I'm trying to say is this let us just form a connection economically, socially, and politically. Amen. One exactly. thing about Kenya is that Kenya, Kenya, Kenya. Well, uh, 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 one thing about Kenya is that Kenya has eased visa restrictions for for Africans in the diaspora, including Af including African Americans. So you can come here, uh, and it'll be easier for you to come here than it was back in the day. Ghana, Ghana, the same. I don't know about other countries, but Ghana and Kenya is the one I know. And so when you guys come here, come learn, feel the air, talk to people. Form a connection with your motherland because this is your home. This is listen. I normally say America is your house. Africa is your home. No, America is a difference between a house and a home. 
<laughs> no, America's my house and my home. I love we'll it here. Hey, man, I, let me tell you something. Well, so, listen, if America well, was bad, people wouldn't be swimming across alligators to get here. <laughs> they getting shot at every day in the river. They still swimming trying to get here, right? It's not perfect, guys. Listen, America's not perfect, but no. neither were my parents. It's not an excuse. It is what it is. One day I had to look at my parents and say, you know what? I forgive you. Because my dad was a horrible father, but I did forgive him because I love him, right? I look at the mistakes America has made. I don't like it. But a lot of those mistakes, we have to do something about it by getting within the system itself and changing. Because a lot of the law, you know why I'm in, in politics? Because a lot of the laws dictate the system. And those laws were formed not for the betterment of blacks, but for the betterment of other races. They were based off of decisions of another culture, not our culture. In, so what in do we do hood, about that, Keenan? Because you just talked about making millions of dollars. Break. So how do we, we use Robert Smith's so and our politics So that I can express what's important to the people in the hood. Mm -hmm. What's important when it comes to criminal justice reform? What's important when it comes to education? Now, see, that's why, why are 82% right? like of HBCUs still not broadband connected? That's crazy. Yeah, at more if you're not connected to the broadband, you can't be successful in business. Right. Eighty-two percent of HBCUs don't even have broadband. So he's doing it right now. Matter of fact, matter of fact, Robert Smith is putting together a program right now to put to put broadband into so all of the HBCUs. I want to make sure uh, I know Google, Lee was trying to wrap us up. I just want to give just, a couple of parting words He's the same one that just paid off this over really $100 great million dollars in student uh, loans. Well, this is really great debate. But you know how he did uh, it? I think dialogue is when we're really he listening to each other. I don't know if that was he accomplished tonight. What I, what I do love, though, Keenan is what you said, because Lee is correct me if I'm wrong. If the spirit of this the experience of black men create greater connections uh, right so that we can move our agenda forward and so keenan what you said that i would love for maybe the next topic of conversation for us to have is how before we can get to economic freedom before we can dismantle racism yep. we need to dismantle the mindset that i was hurt that I was hurt as a child because my parents didn't have the resources, the time, the exposure. So until we get to forgiving our own family, we can't build and dis we can't build structures, right? So I would, I would love that to be our next kind of look, digging into the family start because once we start with the family, it translates to the community, that translates to our country, right? That translates, you know, to the world. So thank you for your platform. Yes. 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 Mm. It starts right there. Robert, I love that. It starts right there. Yes. Yes. Robert, you know what? You can cut the air yeah. off or whatever, because we're chopping it up now. Yes, let me share something with you, Robert. Until I dealt with my own wounds from my family, I was molested starting at the age of eight years old by my aunt. My aunt. Yeah. 
who my parents took me to her house, Canaan, my mom's sister, yes. trusted her to watch me. And she started molesting me from eight until secrets, I was 12 secrets, years old. Right? For years, <laughs> I didn't know why I couldn't really fall in love with a woman or why I saw women just as a as an ornament or a piece. Does that make sense? It didn't matter how yeah. much church I went to. It didn't matter how many times I preached and taught the word. It didn't matter. I finally had to say, okay, God, I need to know why. Yeah. When you I'm were acting or I'm feeling the way that when I you feel had because to I know that you. it's not normal. Well, you had to look and at I you, though, back just like Zero Dark 40. Because my yeah, family said, my family said, for isolation. And a lot of us don't take the time to go introspective so that we can be reflected, so that we can be the We got to get this stuff in the light because when we give it to the light, what's brought to the light is empowered by the light. It's the blackout knowledge. It means that we can speak on it. We can talk about it. So when that healing started taking, dude, I did all this stuff in prison. I had to forgive my parents. I had to forgive my community. I had to take accountability. Yes, yes. yes. It changed my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Effective. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Robert, yeah. do you know, listen, do you guys know the Roman Empire was the most powerful empire in the world? They were the only what? empire to ever rule the entire world. Do you know what happened to them? Yes. Why do you think they failed? They didn't explode. Nobody ever defeated them. They imploded, imploded. from within. Yeah. Yeah. And, they and, imploded and, from within. If we don't start exactly. internally, we can never be effective externally. And, so and like Robert said, Robert and Keenan and, and Laurent and Tensical, I appreciate you all being on today. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting it to be, but you know, this is what it is. This is what it is. And, 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 and I think that 100%. And, and, and I believe that these conversations help us understand just how misunderstood we are to each other. Yeah. Right. And, and that's not bad. That's not good. That's the facts. Right. Like I, I can understand where Sensico is coming from. I definitely understand where Laron, Robert and Keenan, where you all are coming from. But remember, we are so individual where we have to see that if we're looking at a collective understanding, we have to be able to understand that we have to step back to be have a collective understanding. Like I have to say, OK, you know what? Let me let me lean back a little bit on this because we can agree we will we'll never see everything eye to eye and we shouldn't but there are some things that we have to collectively agree on right and and i think that that's what the main objective is here is to find that collective ground where we can put our shovel in it and start digging and and i believe that we we're the right ones right and the time is now and and Kenan, to 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 end on a, a conversation and actually i'll i'll let, I'll let everybody do their one minute close uh i'll end here Laron, Keenan. Sensical, Robert, I love this conversation. I do want us to start with a topic in mind and, and, and build off of it, right? Because I think that it's great to have conversations around and express our feelings and emotions. And this was perfect for the first round, right? It lets us see where we are. But I love the passion, Ken. I love the passion, Laron. Sensical, Robert, you always have that word, right? And, and I think that what we have to understand is we are we are all have all been affected by our environment Kenan, yes. you are a complete byproduct of your environment right that environment whether we want to hang a hat on or not is 
built on foundational racism, right? And it is systemic to a point to where I can see it in my family. If I look around my family, it is no reason why I'm one of few males that's even in a, a, a situation where we can have experiences that we should. That means that my, all my kinfolk can't be bad. All my kinfolk can't have a messed up mind. Like all my kinfolk can't be this. There has to be a, a system that's working against them. And to call it what it is, is not calling me a victim. It's calling it what it is. And I can, and, and look, when I prepare for, if I'm a coach, when I prepare for the opponent, me looking at their film is not preparing so I can be a victim. It's preparing so I can defeat, so I can take the head off, like you said, Kenyon. But I think like it, it takes us stepping back and understanding what, that we, we do have to find a collective ground. Laron, you want to take I want to say this to Laron. I want to say this because I want, I want you guys to understand something. This is what one day I had to realize. We don't all fight the same way. We don't. I like that. We don't all fight the same way. That's what we have to understand. We're not going to all fight. Some people will fight with finesse. Some people will fight with strength. Some people will fight with skill, with ability. And then you got some that fight like Muhammad Ali that are just real patient. And they just, they move different, right? But to be able to embrace the fight together, that means that we can corporately defeat the giant, but we have to appreciate the way right. the other one fights. Because I don't I fight the way LeRoy fights. I don't. That's not how I fight. But I can't knock it because guess what? That's how he's been winning. Yeah. He's been winning like that. That's why he's passionate about it. But I've been winning the way that I've been fighting. That's why I'm passionate about it, right? Let's figure out how we can all win and then teach other people how to win. And it's going to start with our ability to build a relationship with one another regardless of our differences. I love it. That's where LeBron, it starts. Because if we can't oh, yeah. do that... We don't need to be going out talking about we're going to change lives. <laughs> it doesn't Thanks. work that way. If we can't Thanks. build it right here and appreciate that, you can have a household where there's two boys. One goes to prison, another goes to college. Same household. Same mother, same father, right? Meaning that there are different personalities. We all have different personalities. We all right. have different experiences. So I don't negate what Laron was saying. I never did. I just debated it from my perspective because I don't fight it that way. Yeah. I had to, I fought it from a different way. Now I'm inside of that system because if I come to the door with my gun, they're not going to let me in. But I came to my door with this and I walked in and now I can make moves and move these pieces of the chessboard from internal, the way that God taught me to do it. Right. But I don't knock his way because somebody got to come to the front door with the gun. Somebody's got to confront it in a different way. I get that. Listen, I get that. We all have parts that we have to play, but we can't condemn one another for being who we are. Man, let me tell you something. I work for the president of the United States. I'm the only ex-felon that's ever worked for a president of the United States at that capacity. I was strategic director for the campaign. White House clearance, Secret Service clearance. I still have that. It's never been done before. So the way I fight is much different, right? I'm not one to really offend. I came from that world when I was with this. That's not how I fight now. I fight with this. But I need a LaRon to stir it up, to shake it up, to express how he feels, to call it like it is, because I'm doing it, but I'm doing it from a different way on the inside. 
and it is law, and this piece of legislature is not compatible for black community. Yeah, the black community, this is not going to affect the black community. We're going to pour billions of dollars into this, but it doesn't affect the black community. We have to do something that affects the black community like it affects the white community, right? Back. Yeah. That's how I Laurent, fight. Laurent, you want to you take it and uh, round us out? Yeah, like, um, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, ago, I, I wasn't coming from a place of, of being of being adversarial. I'm just very passionate when it, uh, when it comes to hip hop. I mean, you know, hip hop changed my life, man. I mean, like, you know, hip, I, I am hip hop, hip, hip hop is me and, and I cannot separate it. So the fact that it's 50, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to be in a jubilant mood, mood this entire year. Uh, since I'm sorry, Keenan, I want to say thank you for the conversation. Um, we did not agree on, on, on many things, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm also, I'm starting my journey into, uh, mass incarceration advocacy, man. So I would love to listen and learn from you, you know, because I mean, you know, you've been doing it for a long, for a long time and I'm a sponge and Lee, man, like, you know, I'm just hoping like that, you know, we can, that, you know, we can have more of these spirited conversations. <laughs> Lee is like, whoa, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> but I mean, but, uh, that's what makes it good. That's what makes it good. That's what makes it good. It's organic. Yes. It's natural. We just doing what we do. Exactly, man. I mean, you know, we have like, you know, four black men that are from different parts of parts of the world. Sensible again, thank you so much for uh for, for coming on rep representing for the diaspora. And um and I'm and, and I'm out, Keenan. Um um I'll email you um so uh so we can uh so we can grab a call next call next week. Yeah, no, for I sure.